This is episode six of the TAP with Miles Goodlow. You guys ready? Let's go. everybody welcome back to the think alpha project as you guys know this is a podcast a conversation it's all about success for minorities today in health wealth relationships career and of course you know i am your host valentine ewudo so super pumped to be here with you guys today now we're bringing on someone special on this episode by the name of miles goodlow and i've known miles for a while you know mainly Uh, We met back in college. You know, I'm in a certain black fraternity. He's in another one. Um, But we knew each other through college circles. But it's so cool to see where we've gone today. Now, a little bit about Miles, though. Miles is an educator and instructional programmer. He specializes in educational technology and builds digital communities to help people learn in new and creative ways. Miles went to Crenshaw High School. And he went from Crenshaw to attending and graduating UCLA, from there to being a part of the faculty of Drexel University by the young age of 24, teaching his own classes to college students. He's the author of Self-Education is Greater Than Higher Education, which draws focus to finding our purpose and setting our attentions for our life outside the classroom. He's come up with an amazing resource, by the way, that I wish I had before um, I went to college. And you guys need to pay attention to this one. This is a list of 147 scholarship resources to get into college for free. That's the key word, for free. So whether you're applying or whether you have a sibling, a younger brother, sister, a child, son, daughter, a nephew, niece, a family member, or a student, you know, this is free money. And it's something that I highly recommend you guys to check out. Now, we created the link, thinkalpha.net forward slash miles. That's M-I-L-E-S. So thinkalpha.net forward slash miles. And you'll be directed to his quick YouTube video he made introducing himself. So once you go on there, um, the look, just look right into the description and you'll see exactly where to email him for the list of these scholarship resources so that you could get into the best school for the lowest cost. All right, so some of the things we talked about are, number one, the importance of self-education. Number two, making decisions to benefit the better version of yourself. And also, how to fill your own cup and take care of yourself consistently to achieve your goals. So without further ado, I bring to you guys, Professor Miles. All right, so we have the one and only Miles in the building. Yeah. Good to have you here. What's up, man? Glad to be here. Yes, bro. sir. Glad yes, to be sir. Here. Let's do that again. Let's do that yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> we got to make a match. There it is. Right. <laughs> smooth, you know what I'm smooth, smooth. Got to get it. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, yeah. my man. Man, what's good, Val? <laughs> they, what they don't know is that it took like two hours just to set up. <laughs> Yo, for real. We've been here for a minute, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in this hot room right now, right. man. All right, so let's talk about what you what you're up to now. So, how would you describe what you how would you describe your expertise? 
Man, uh, I would describe it as ed, education technology, mm -hmm. or ed tech. Mm -hmm. um, so what I'm really about is building digital communities for people to start learning in new and creative ways so that they can basically manifest their destiny, right? So when I talk to people um, and I'm like, yeah, school, go to school, go to college and all yeah. that, and then like, their main response a lot of times like, for what? It's overpriced. <laughs> I, I'm not guaranteed a job. And I was like, well, you're not, you know, it's like, it's like how do I create a community, uh, 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 a mindset, basically? How do I create a mindset for people to think that school is valuable? Right. And then I had to realize that it wasn't that school was valued. It was that education is valued. Mm -hmm. So I don't care about a structure anymore. I don't care about a building. I care about what you learn and I care about how you apply what you learn to your life. And then huh. in this era, technology is the way to do it. So when you say like when you say. Okay, there's, there's like two things that can, just came to mind for me. The first one was um, that conversation about why I go to school. Yeah. Dude. And I think I'm, I'm grateful because, you know, I got my bachelor's in nursing. So yeah. you can, dude, I had a job months after I graduated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was a, it was a nice paying job. Yeah. Most, but shoot. most, we know most majors were not set up like that. And most people were taking like a year to get a job after college. And but even the job that they get though, it's not what they want. It's not something that they love. It's not what they went to college for. Yeah. It's not a dream career. To be honest, I have a lot of people who go to college and whether they drop out or whether they graduate, if they don't pick the right major, don't make the right connections, they're working at Nordstrom Rack. You know? Whew. They fly though. Fresh. <laughs> they fresh while Great doing people, it. smart, right. smart as you Good as people. you can name it, right? Like put a book in front of them, they can read it, they can tear it through mm -hmm. it, they can understand it, they can write a whole paper on it. Yeah. But um, there's a difference between your education and your career. Right, right. There's a difference between college and career. When you think about it, like a lot of people put those two things together. Like, yeah. oh, like come to this college and career readiness or college and, co and career preparation. Like no one says that one preparation gives you preparation for the other. They leave that part out. Yeah. And, and. <sighs> wait, cause wait, you went to school. What, so what was your degree? I had one of those. <laughs> you had one of those I had right? one of those degrees that doesn't work, like humanities. Uh, so I majored in political science. I mean, yeah, yeah. but political science from UCLA, though, you know. I mean, but like, it's political <laughs> like, science, but still, right? Right. So it doesn't really matter. So that's uh, like going to UCLA. Uh, I think your Cal State LA nursing degree is mm -hmm. more valuable than my UCLA political science degree. I think because of the interview, like return on it. I'm thinking return on investment. I'm, th I'm thinking if you want to do direct return on investment, just becoming a nurse, like, yeah, instantly. You're talking yeah. about, like, uh, uh, at standard nurse job, 65K or more, yeah, more right? Yeah. And then if you're a traveling nurse and you know how to finesse that right, you can be making six figures, mm -hmm. right? Yep. <laughs> uh, and so I think that's more valuable. I'm coming out with a poli sci degree, and people are like, so what can you do? Dang. Versus you coming into an interview, and they're like, do you, have, you, have you actually done what you learned? We value what you learn. So people yeah. are just like, yeah, so you can talk about politics. Great. Tell me something I don't know about Trump. Dang. So what do I do with that? So I, I was just going to ask you, what do you do? Senior year, I'm like, I majored in poli sci, which is the same as majoring in humanities, English, African-American studies, pick, pick your favorite culture studies. Exactly. Right. So all those degrees, basically just you have more knowledge and maybe self-awareness, but I was like, all I know how to do is go to school. I've gone to school, K through 12. 
gone to college, done pretty well, mm-hmm. right? Always had like a 3.0 or higher, right? I'm a geek, so I'm okay. good at school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the senior year and said, I need to go to school. So I applied to school again and I got a master's in education because I was like, this whole time, I've mm. been going to school, but I've been helping people get into school. So while I was in undergrad, I'm going to like Crenshaw High, Laces. Uh, these are two high schools in Los Angeles, and they're um, I'm helping people and coaching people how to get into school. Yeah. So I got a master's in education because I had friends who dropped out, who got strung out on cocaine, or like just like became you know. homeless, like living on my couch in my dorm. Dang, man. Right? And these people couldn't afford school, couldn't find a purpose. And I was like, school needs to be restructured so people can find their purpose and their destiny. So then school will have more of a purpose. Right. That's the gap right there. there. If you don't know your purpose, everything you do, whether it's school, a job, doesn't matter, it won't feel, it won't be fulfilling. How do I mean, but how do you even see that happening? You know what I'm saying? How how do you see there being a restructuring to where that is that ends up being the case? I I don't I just feel like people are so fixed on money, like the 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 business of of university or school, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, I, I like to call it the business of college, right? right and right. so, um, I mean, so here's the thing, <laughs> right? So I'm biased, right? I'm mm-hmm. biased because mm-hmm. uh, when I got my master's in education from UPenn over in Philly, right? Um, after that, started uh, being an advisor at Drexel University in the honors program. Then I started teaching, right? And I taught classes See. on the business of college. so. I come from a biased academic perspective, but I'm a radical academic. Right? Got it. Yeah. So schools will not be restructured. It will not happen. They are doing exactly what they're designed to do. Which I is? challenge everyone to read the mission statement of their university. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> You've never read it. You've graduated. Right. You've been out of school I, five years. I can't years, say that I've read it either. Right? <laughs> People go enroll. This is my perfect school. Why? You know, and they'll name everything but the school's mission. And then getting mad at the university for achieving its mission. Wow. Which is probably just to create and disseminate knowledge. On a basic level, most universities are just trying to be the new hotness. They want to write the new book. They want to discover that new star. They want to find a new cure for this and that and then tell the world they found it. There's nothing in there that probably says they want to actually use the cure. (laughs) There's nothing in there that says that we want to help you develop your purpose or your destiny. And so I think people... (laughs) People are mad at universities because of what somebody on the block, (sighs) someone in their high school told them college could do for them. But the college itself never said, I will help you find your purpose. I will help you find your next great job. I will develop your career. I've never heard a college advisor or or an admissions person say that. So, okay. So if if that's the case, then then what do we do? Because obviously so many, there's a big ass gap. Yeah. And there's so many people who go in thinking a certain way, but they're not getting what they want. What do you do? That's, yeah. I have an answer. (laughs) My answer is self-education. Good. Right, so, you know, um, I believe that self-education is greater than higher education. Um, I believe that higher education is worth the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you pay to go there Mm -hmm. because it aligns, I understand the mission. Right. But what's more important is that, you know what? Life teaches you a lesson, whether you want it or not. Hmm. And you can apply that lesson. Or you cannot. Or you cannot. You can learn the lesson again. I think that God, (laughs) the universe, life, whatever you want to call it, society is a greater teacher than whoever is in the classroom. Hmm. Hands down. 
And you remember that lesson. You remember like when you fell in your face and you had to pick yourself the pain. up. Right? That pain. Man, that, that man. Pain. <laughs> pain man. is a great teacher. Oh man. Talk about Professor Pain. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, no, right. so that's what I think the answer is. And I think that's what I want to do with like my education tech communities and like building these digital learning communities. Because I want people to understand that like what you're gonna really learn and what you're gonna really value in life is already in your hands. Mm. But you now need to there's there's no structure for learning from life. And I think right. that's what I want to create more than anything is a structure to learn from life um, because school is just an organized way to understand what people have achieved in life. Right. Yeah. Right. So how do you see this happening? Like with, with what with what you're saying, how do you see yourself creating this? What does it look like to you for, let's say, someone who's in their early 20s, 20, 21, 22 year old oh. trying to figure things out? Whew. OK. YouTube University. Nice. Start with YouTube. Start with YouTube. Start with okay. YouTube. Like, Wait, so you say you got some, you, you're you like video master though. Like you already, <laughs> I know you already have a bunch of videos. I see you all yeah, the time. I got like a hundred or something. <laughs> you putting out content though, man. That's yeah. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so you're, I, going, you're already going somewhere with this. Yeah, I, I think it already exists. That's, that's I don't think cool. we even have to create, like it's just, it's just applying a certain type of like structure to yourself. Yeah. So I think between Google Suite, Google Classroom, YouTube, you can create your own learning process, mm-hmm. right? You can use uh, Excel spreadsheets to create trackers to see where you're at on your progress for what you're trying to learn and achieve in life. Mm-hmm. So earlier we were talking about life hacks, right? And I was yep. saying that I have life hacks, um, but I have my mindset right, right? And I'm, I'm making efforts now to create the habits and behaviors that will match the mindset that I have so that I can be my best me. Right. Right. And that's all that we're ever trying to do in life is mm-hmm. trying to make sure that what we say matches what we do. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and there's always a gap. At least I, I have a gap. I, yeah. I think unhappiness or would you, you know, pe- people being unhappy is a result of that gap mm-hmm. and how they process that, whatever that gap is. Right. You would be happier if you saw the progress you made to get to where there you are. Yeah. You know, I, and I yeah. think as human beings, we're so ambitious naturally that mm-hmm. we just look up and we're like, look how far I have left to go. And, and that's it. That's, yep. and that's and it. That being the only perspective. Yeah. We hardly ever look down and say, wow, I've made it pretty far. Right. I've climbed a tall mountain. Hmm. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Okay. So when, I think when it comes to education, trying to structure how you learn from life, I think that YouTube is great because you can learn from other people's stories. We love storytelling. You go back to the days of Africa. That's what, that's how we learn. Here's All a story. Stories. This is before anything written. <laughs> Not yeah. Exactly. And then when people start writing, what are they writing down? Stories. And then they're writing down behaviors. We call them laws. Hmm. (laughs) So Mm. I feel like that's the only thing we ever care to write down, right? Here's a story of what happened or what should happen or what could happen or what I wish happened. Right. Right? Fiction, nonfiction, whatever, right? Mm. Then you're writing down law. This is what needs to happen in order for success to be real based upon what I define success as. So I challenge people all the time. What's your purpose? What does success mean to you? What's that definition? What's your vision? What's your goal? What are you doing? Like, what do you, what's the goal? Now, <laughs> let's figure out how to get there. How to get there. That's the point. Yeah. Right? Like, just like you setting up the cameras today. I know I want this camera. Man. I know I want the lights here. I want, I want to, I want to get a certain look. Yep. All right. This is what I want. Now, like I'm going to set gotta... it up this way. Oh, wait. 
But it's hot. Okay. No, wait, no, let's leave the house. Let's go to here. Oh, we can go to the line. Okay, but no, the filter. Okay, why is it playing like that in slow motion? Man, <laughs> we spent like 20 minutes on slow motion, man. Let me call my brother and figure it out and see how he does it. That's how he real works life. it out. Okay, now we got it. Hear it. Yeah, we hear that's it so now. true. And so I, I think people get mad that life is not a straight line and that it's not laid out and that they and don't want to go through it. But we hear it. People not, yeah, people it. are not willing to go through that process. Yeah, that's right. And then they give up. What happens is it gets it gets really hard and really difficult, yeah. really frustrating. And then yeah. all of a sudden they're like, you know what? Maybe it's not meant for me. But that's not the case. <sighs> not the case. It's meant for you. Right. It's just that it's not meant to be easy for you. <laughs> and I think people hate trying. People, man. Yeah. I, it's, it's really what it comes down to. I think that like a lot of people, um, and I include myself in this, are lazy about what we really want. And we're lazy to think about it. We're lazy to plan it out. We're lazy to execute on it. Right. It's very easy to say like, oh, I want to move to, you know, Beverly Hills and drive this type of car. Like that's the easiest thing to do is just to think about that. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But then figuring out, okay, so what's the process to get there? What's the plan that I can create to get there? Right. And then when it doesn't go according to plan, people are like, well, I guess I should give up now. Like, no. That's not it. You know how many times Phil Jackson probably drew a freaking play that didn't end up with Kobe taking the game winning shot? Kobe got the ball and was like, nah, I'm going to just take the shot my way. And they still won the game. They still they won still anyway. They still got championships. So you can draw a play up and it cannot go that way. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's like, oh, okay, I want Kobe to take the game-winning shot, but Fisher was open. So Fisher's taking the shot or Ori or whoever, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's why I think it's important that like people also recognize that, like, look, you can plan it as much as you want to. And when you plan it as much as you want to, it'll probably will not go, not that, go that way. way. Mm-hmm. But if you think about team dynamics and why people love sports, is that when you're weak, someone else can be strong. When but you- that's the purpose of a team to me. Yeah. Right? It's like if people are lifting. One person is complimenting someone else's weakness. Yeah. You know, and then everybody's just playing at their strengths. That, that's what I see a team being. Right. You know, and you play to your strengths and then you just let your strengths dominate. I, I think about that all the time of like the Golden State Warriors. I'm like, it's just strong. Just strong. Man. <laughs> I love, yeah. I just love seeing the, the game because of that, because of yeah. how you see each person playing. Uh, it's, it's amazing to see that. When yeah. a team actually comes together and, and, and performs like that, it's just, it's yeah. amazing. Beautiful thing. Right. Beautiful thing. Beautiful to see. thing. Like, it's like artwork. You know, yeah. it's just like, yeah. wow, like, look at that. Like, mm-hmm. just art and movement. And then now it's like, it's like, there's an elegance to it. It's like, man, they, mm. they just make it look so good. Like, it's finessing the whole thing. Yeah. Smiling, they're laughing, you know, it's, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Ex- yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Exactly. Right. So that's, that's, that's amazing. So let's talk about, let's talk about your book. Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So this Ooh. is my copy. This is your copy. Signed to you. Thank you, you know man. No, that's that's thank here. you. And yeah. and I'm a bookworm, so hey, tear through it. You, yeah, I, I definitely tear will. So self education is great in higher education. Yeah. Tell me what I could have stopped right there, in my opinion. Like I thought the title was enough. Yeah. I was like, I mean, what, it. it's funny because when you see it, when you see the title, it it sparks some curiosity. It's yeah. like, well, what you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Right. Wait, wait, really? What, what, what are you talking about? So, how the, would the you? The title makes you either choose whether you agree or you disagree yeah, instantly. Yeah, it, it calls you, yeah, it compels you to, to think about that. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about this book. So, what, why? Okay. Um, whew. Okay, there's a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of reasons. Reason one was that um, I was 23 years old when I taught my first university class at Drexel. 
Then I turned 24 and now I get my own course. So I go from teaching one class to teaching 10, 11 classes over like um, a semester, all me, right? Because we're actually we're in a quarter system. So it was like 11 week quarters at Drexel. Right? At Drexel. So um, a little shorter than a semester. And I walk in and the students are like, wow, like Professor Miles. They just like call me Professor Miles, right? Like probably about two, three weeks in and it sticks and starts spreading around, right? Like, hey, have you heard about that cool black guy that's like teaching like the classes on college and business? And I'm playing music, music videos to describe stuff. Like they're just like, no one's doing this. And uh, it's a STEM school. Right. So science, okay. technology, engineering, math, STEM school. Right. So they're not used to anything cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like STEM, great career track. You're going to make but some it's money, not a but place. it's the most boring thing. Ever. Yeah. And it's like very <laughs> methodical. Just, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they, um, I started doing that. I get nicknamed Professor Miles. I love it. I take the name off. Like I'm, I, mean, I, take, I take off with the name. I change my Instagram name. Change my Twitter name. Professor Miles. Professor Miles. And um, what it comes down to is that when I walked in with what I would call like real professors, right? right. Like I'm an adjunct faculty member. I'm part time. I walk in around the full times. So we got tenure. Talking about I've written twenty books and I've written a thousand articles. And I'm like, man, I thought I was doing something. Right. Exactly. Right. 24, teaching a class. Doing it. When I'm around 24-year-olds, winning. I get around the professors, and I'm losing. Uh. I don't have the accolades they have. And I'm like, I need to write a book. But I was like, I don't want to write a book just to say I write a book. So I go on to reason, too, right? My students are constantly coming into my office because I'm an advisor full-time. I'm a teacher part-time. Okay. So, excuse me, full-time, full-time. Coming to my office, how do I do this? How do I increase my memory? How do I learn more? How do I take advantage of college? What am I not doing that mm-hmm. I should be doing in order to succeed in college, mm-hmm. right? So I start breaking all this stuff down. I'm creating charts. I'm creating diagrams. I'm doing it for them on spot, off the brain. But I'm saving them. Hey, man. Saving them for like a year, two years, three years, right? So I started advising them when I was 23. And by the time I was 25, I'm like, I got to write this book. Because I'm embarrassed when I go around other professors and they have books. But more importantly, I'm tired of telling my students the same thing. Man, okay. Which is like, what's my purpose? What's my destiny? And how does school help me find that and live that now? It's right. basically what all their questions were. Right. Right? Outside of, like, how do I get an A? <laughs> <laughs> right? So this book sums up how to get an A, how to take control of your college experience, and how to get, like, all your value that you really want from college. Everything that you say that you wish college provided you that we just talked about, oh, dream career, uh, this experience, that experience, you know, you can get all of that. But you have to be incredibly intentional about the life lessons Mm. and the life classes that are happening after real class. And so this guide of self-education is greater than higher education, teaches you. It shows you and opens your minds, because I did it, right? We it came from you. Right. But we but like we didn't go to college and say, OK, cool, I'm going to just go to class. Right. 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 We didn't say I'm going to go to class and parties, which is like really the bare minimum. And that's what most people are doing in college. Mm-hmm. They're actually not we a know. part of a club or organization or fraternity or sorority. Like they literally are just like students, which sounds so boring to me. How can you just go to school? <laughs> Nothing's that exciting in class where you're just going to school. You just go, yeah. Right? Then like, oh, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to work. But there's no intentionality behind the work. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, I'm going to just go work wherever at the mall because I want to be fresh. I want to be fly. And I'm like, that's okay for now. 
right? Like I had a job at the school gym washing towels. So I'm not, I can't talk about all my jobs. How old, were you, were, how old were you when that happened? 20. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you gotta make it. Washing meat, dirty, nasty towels. I don't even know what's happening in the locker room, but like all of it came on the towel. Like it was just, ugh. I don't wanna think about that one. It was man. disgusting, bro. And I'm a nurse, I've seen it yeah. all. In LA, I feel like there's a lot of conformity for people to be popular yeah. and do what's popular, right? Yep. A lot of times, and maybe people find this in other cities, but in LA, I feel like LA is a huge high school. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that. I was not expecting that. A huge high school. That's a great way to put it, too. It still lives off the jocks, the cool kids, you know? Yeah, and then everybody's just kind of going with the trend. Right. So you either like go with the trend or you step away. And I think, I don't know if, it, I, think, I think it's just my maturity and my manhood now that I'm like, yo, I don't care to fit in. Like, I'm gonna just step away. I'm gonna do my own thing. Cause you know what? That has made, that has been the best bet every time. Hmm. When, when do, okay, that was, man, that was a dope point. When, when do you feel like in your life you made that switch? And what, my, what caused that? Cause there's something, I feel that causes that, that creates that shift. That's deep. Um, sorry, I just started reminiscing. <laughs> you know, what caused that? Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Uh -huh. um, I mean, when do you feel like you have that mm -hmm. confidence? And mm -hmm. so you had like a specific moment in the last in the last year. Yes, in the okay. last twelve months. This is recent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my, I was actually going to say it was probably the last twelve or thirteen months. See? And so it was a series of moments because I needed a moment for every section of my life. So the moment happened romantically. The moment happened intellectually. The moment happened spiritually. The moment happened uh, career-wise, professionally. And so I've had all of those moments in the last year where I'm like, okay, do, do what you know is right. What a year. Bruh. <laughs> and I moved back to LA in that year. Like, it, Bro. I'm at Drexel. Leaders Up calls me, and Leaders Up is the company, one of the startups I work with now. I know so I work with two up. ed yeah. tech. Yeah. Is um, Corey a part of it? Corey Matthews, yeah. right? You got Jeffrey Wallace, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Who okay. I think is actually okay. in New Zealand right now giving a speech on like workforce development and the work that we're doing. So they call me and they're like, yo, Miles, we see that you have like 100 videos on YouTube about academic excellence, right? Because what happened was at Drexel, all the students wanted to ask me questions like 2, 3 a.m. because huh. now I'm the cool advisor, I'm the cool professor. Exactly. And I'm like, yo, I actually sleep at 2 a.m. <laughs> People on a actually Tuesday. sleep. <laughs> I'm knocked out. Right. And so <laughs> I'm be, I put up uh, uh, about 100 YouTube videos about what we usually talked about um, academically for them wow. to succeed. That was actually a precursor to the book, right? I was like, I got to continue to find mm. ways. Somebody was like, man, if you had all these videos in a book, it would be great. So I was like, let me write this book for my students. So I actually, I write, I'm writing it and I, and that's the mindset that I have when I'm writing it. So then Leaders Up is like, yo, we would love for you to come do that for us right. and develop a digital community and an in-person community on learning in like abstract ways, right? Because the formal education system is not necessarily supporting, supporting our culture, that, supporting yep. our people, supporting the, the community that we have, right? Mm. Um, and I'm talking about the Leaders Up community, right? Leaders Up culture. And so, or the culture that we're trying to create. So I pack up all my stuff and I move in 13 days and just go across the country, move to LA, sleep on my dad's couch for like seven months, which was like humbling. Yeah, very. very I was just this imagine. rock star professor across the nation. I moved back to LA and realized the cost of living difference between Philadelphia and LA is huge. It's still, <laughs> still huge, right? And yeah. that I had to get Dang. my life back together, right? I was uh, like, 
where I wanted to live versus where I could afford to live was just a completely different gap. It's a mm. huge gap. So now I'm like, how do I fill this gap? So I, I just get obsessed with trying to make money, right? Start doing that, it's positively working. But then when I started telling people the reasons like why I wrote my book versus like trying to get money from my book, then like people would buy like five copies versus one See, copy, yeah, right? Um, that was huge. My grandma died January 7th, 2017. My grandma raised me for like a year and a half in Queens, New York, right? So I moved around a lot. Oh, yeah. And when she died, she was like my angel on earth. She was the first person to believe in me more than I believed in myself. Right? So we talked about that, how yep. people can see your potential, see who you are before you even see it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then they asked me to speak at her, um, at her funeral, right? And so that was a huge moment for me where I realized family matters and I need to start loving and appreciating my family more because I've been taking it for granted, like a 20 something year old, you know, man living in a major city. Like, man, you're it's a lot of fun out right there. Now. Yeah. But there's not a lot of family out there. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta reprioritize myself. So I said, this is my man. transformation year, 2017. I would not end, I would not end this year being the same man that I started off being this year. And I had to make that an intentional decision. And then I felt like God in the universe was like, all right, cool. Like, you said you wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> Slap in the face number one. Right, right. Hit and you. then he just hit you with it. Yep. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you're cut, just and coming, it's coming with it. Mm-hmm. And it is, I'm still getting hit and punched right now. Um, but um, I think what happened was that um, I had to find peace between who I am today and who I'm trying to become. And I think that was it. And realizing that I can't live in the past for better or for worse. Right. And so at Leaders Up, they're like, we want huge results. We don't want just the minimum, hmm. right? And I'm like, for sure, I'll step up, right? Stepped up in a major way. Now I have a national program called the Power Up Series within Leaders Up that's being launched in Chicago. It just got launched in Chicago last month. Uh-huh. And then uh, it's already launched in L.A., right? So L.A. did it. After a month of that, Chicago was like, we need that. And then now the San Francisco Bay Area Department is like, we need that too. So by November, right, I said I actually have a national program that I created that will have a digital in-person community that's teaching people how to manifest their destiny and their purpose through their career and through their educational lessons, right? Because I, because because the greatest among us shall serve, right? Right. And so I, I started meeting my role models, to understand their behaviors. Right. And, 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 and so July 9th, 2017, I go to Houston, you know, south to Houston, Harvey and everything like mm-hmm. that. Really hope um, everyone can recover and, and gain strength and find that um, this was a challenge that you're able to overcome if you're still here today. So if you're in Houston, like you're a conqueror. Um, and I, and I, I went to Houston to learn how to be a conqueror from Eric Thomas, um, who was like Dr. Eric I Thomas. I saw that post when you went there. Bruh. Yeah. That was the specific moment. Like, so uh, you're asking, what was that day of change? Yeah. I saw five black male millionaires sit on a stage and tell me their story of how they succeeded and their behaviors, their mindsets, their priorities, and how they keep those priorities, why they do. What, what would you do. say, what would you give in terms of their priorities for you? For me? Like, what would you take for yourself from that? The priorities is that you have to uh, practice what you preach, first of all. Um, and you have to know the behaviors of everything that you want to do, right? So 
the greatest phrase that I got from that was the greatest among us shall serve um, and uh, know who you're becoming. Wow. So the greatest among us shall serve and know who you're becoming. So the greatest among us shall serve. It's a biblical quote. I don't know what, I don't know who said it, James, John, right. all that. I'm still working on that part. Um, it's too far. <laughs> still finding search. my road in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, just, it's, it's, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But um, but what I think is most amazing about the greatest among us shall serve is that um, it helped change my mindset about business and about how we add value to people's lives. So the greatest among us shall serve means that you're adding value for like the best way for you to add value. So why do I want people to buy my book? I want them to buy my book because I know it'll add value to your perspective on how you learn from everything outside of class. In addition to what you need to know inside of class. When Steve Jobs created the iPod, he was thinking about serving people who love to listen to music. Right. Right. That was the focus. Yeah. And he's not charging us the four years of technology mistakes that it took for him to get there. Mm -hmm. He's only charging us what it takes to get it today. Right. Which is a portion of the overall value that it adds. Right. My songs, my playlists that are on my iPhone right now add so much value to my life on a daily basis. Yeah, you're right. Yep, it's worth too. the $800 that I paid to buy this iPhone. <laughs> and the, whatever the subscription cost is for <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> Don't forget that. Don't forget that part. <laughs> right, that pops up every month, right? Yeah, so um, I think that's, um, that's, that's something that, that changed my perspective on July 9th, 2017 at the Eric Thomas Stay Ready Conference in Houston is that I learned to to start serving others for the sake of serving others. And then in addition to that, know who you're becoming. Mm. I think a lot of times I've lied to myself. And tell me this, Val. What do you mean? Have you lied to yourself? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> Yo, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I think I think uh you know, my my let's say becoming into uh man what I would call like maturity in in manhood. Yeah. Uh, is from number one, finally being honest. You know, I've been honest in a few areas. Like how? Right. Where? Right. Who? So, <laughs> so number one, okay. All right. So, number one would be you know how you said that we, LA is, tends to be a conformist uh, right. society, right? So, what happened for me was, you know, I, I, I started making money pretty early in, in my business. Okay. So first two nice. years, um, you know, my business is doing over a million a year in sales, Nice, which is great. Yeah. It is what it is. So I'm successful at doing a lot. Now what I'm seeing a lot of other people do in LA is, you know, you got a little bit of money in your pocket. What do you do? Right. You get a nice car, <laughs> you know, you start, splurge, so I'm balling man. out, right? Uh-huh. I'm balling out. I'm living next to ball players and stuff, and yeah. I mean, it was fine. You know, I, looking back, do I regret it? Nope. <laughs> at the <laughs> end of the good. day, Sounds yeah. Fun. At the end of the day, and you know, my mom's calling me like, "Son, like I can't believe you pay this much rent. Like this is a mortgage. <laughs> like you need to be. This is more than a mortgage. Like right. this is crazy, right? So, um, but for to me, I guess the thinking that I had was, you know, it's this just what this is what you do. But here's here's where it started to go downhill was. I started to just completely focus on having a certain image, maintaining that image. Mm. And my business started to, you know, um, started to decline. Mm. And I ignored that. I ignored that for a while. It's like, I'm no longer focusing on what it took to do what I had to do in the business to get it to where it's at, right? It's like stopping focusing on the day to day and more so focusing on looking good. 
So I stopped being honest with myself about where I was at. Yeah. Um, a part of that though was being a people pleaser. I know that. Um, doing things in a way where others wanted me to do it. So living somebody else's narrative. Mm. You know, and it's crazy because looking back, I didn't even. It's like I knew it, but I didn't know where it would lead me down the road. I I didn't know that it wasn't. It was gonna. It's gonna lead to a dead end because it wow. didn't. So, you know, obviously I started a gym, partnered with, you know, some of my closest people and my business partners started that gym. The gym was great. Yeah. Um, but I knew that it wasn't what I wanted to do. It was just what I knew people wanted to do. So I, mm. I did it with them. Right, right. Um, after for a while, it got to the point where I was like, I, I'm sick of this. Like, I, I don't even feel, I don't feel, I, I feel empty. Started to feel empty. Wow. And I was forced to be honest. So how did you fill yourself up? Or how are you filling yourself up? Um, that's a good question, man. You mean back then? Because now I, I made a decision to make it a part of my life to fill myself up. Well, okay. So tell me, I want to know more about like how you fill yourself up now. Okay, great. Right? So all that so, stuff happened. Let's just say I can get into detail of that. So I've started making new decisions. So okay. now what I do is I say no to most things. That's number one. Okay. No to most things. I say no to most things. So, but what I do to fill myself up is I make sure I work out. Yeah. So physical, I take care of my physical, I take care of my emotional and mental. How? By, you know, connection with friends, with family, right. staying, staying connected with fam friends and family. So that's emotional and mental. Um, uh, Money-wise, right, I'm investing. So a portion of everything I make, I always put away for myself. Nice. Always put away, always put away. And um, I got into investing, so I invest. I don't really talk about it, but I invest um, and I trade. I know how to trade now. Oh, but it took awesome. me a year and a half to learn how to do that. Wow. So I trade my money and yeah. it grows in an account. Nice. Okay, Compound so that's interest. Right. In time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like taking care of the physical, making sure I work out, the emotional, the mental, making sure I'm connected with people, um, the spiritual. So spiritual, by that, I mean, Making sure that the things that I do um, fulfills me. Mm. That's what I mean by spiritual. Like, you know. Talk about that more. I like that. Right. So this entire project, obviously, I want to reach more people. I want to put myself out there. But it's because I truly believe that these conversations, that people are going to listen to this and their lives are going to be changed. Wow. People are going to listen to two black men talking right. um, about this. And these conversations, I know, don't happen often. No. Most people don't have access to these kinds of conversations. They Most really black don't. men don't. They That's really for sure. Don't. So yeah. I know by, by hearing this, people going to be like, wow, like, look at these two good-looking, successful dudes who've gone through what they've gone through. And, and look at where they are now. Yeah. So I, I'm doing this to make a difference. That's why I can never get tired of this. In fact, I'm paying money to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. paying, I'm spending my own money to do this. Right. You know, they keep through the cameras, to the lights. Um, and then you're spending your time, which is the most valuable asset. Right. To Can't come here and do this because you believe in the mission. Absolutely. It's like, let's collaborate. Yeah. So for me, spiritually, um, I feel like this feeds me. This fills my soul mm. by doing this because I just feel, I feel like I'm serving. You said serve. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was serving. I, I didn't feel like I was serving for the last three years. So I had to, wow. I literally stopped dead in my tracks 
my girlfriend at the time was like, well, you need to do, you know, you need to do business. You need to make sure you make your money. I go, but if it's not serving people, I don't, I'm cool. I'm right. cool. Right. I'll go back to working shifts in the hospital. Yeah. I'll do that. And guess what? That's what I did. Wow. That's what I'm doing now. So I'm willing to do that so I can literally flip and reframe what I'm doing in a way where I believe I'm truly serving other people. And that's what this is all about. And I'm sure this is what your book is about too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? I, I think when you find that way, when you find that method of how to fill yourself up consistently, but then, but then like, then you can do so much. Now the world is your oyster. Like now it's your <sighs> playground. Now you can do whatever you want. Right. And it's not that you couldn't do whatever you wanted before. Right. But you know what you want. So now you can do it. And now you're unafraid. It seems unapologetic about that's being awesome, awesome. the person that you want to be, right. how you want to be. Yeah. And I think that's an epiphany that I would say I probably had a month ago. I, I got to a moment. It was a, it was a low moment, right? Leaders up. I felt like I was on the, 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 the cuffs of, uh, uh, of being fired, right? Because um, I didn't achieve our results mm-hmm. that I promised I would achieve. Right, and I'm I'm a natural overachiever. Yeah. I I have never missed the bar, really. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, and right. if I have, I find a way to get back to the bar. Right, right? I, like my perseverance is probably my greatest skill because I really don't know how to quit on what it's I'm going for. It's an amazing skill to have too. It's I I think it's the most valuable, the best skill, skill. to have. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. if you want go into an interview, don't leave the interview without saying at one point in time, I don't know how to quit. Or I persevere through everything. Or I'll figure it out eventually. Give me time. I will make time. I'll make it I might struggle through it, but I'll I'll make it. Yeah. I'll make something happen. Right. Right. I will I will make something happen. So um, that's happening. And at the same time, I'm working with a debt like WTF, right, which is like that tech company that I told you about with the student loans and helping people educate and manage their student loans. Mm-hmm. And so both of those people in the same week, like it was... Tuesday and then Thursday. Right. Both of them told me the same week, yo, we really feel like you're just not getting the results that we expected from you. Oh, oh, they got real with it. Uh, right. Oh. And these are people I look up to. Like, I've known Corey since day one of college. Like, I'm moving in, and I'm not even, I didn't even put down my first pillow or whatever. Yeah, you mean, and I met yeah. Corey on the bottom floor of Reber Terrace at freaking UCLA. UCLA. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and so... I'll never forget that moment. Um, so that hurts, right? And I got mad at them for a week. Why? Because I'm like, don't tell me. I'm Who not doing it. Tell- so uh-huh. I'm finding every excuse possible for why it's not my fault, right? And I'm like, and then um, then my then my, my mentor runs the DLWTF company, right? So his name is Paris, and he's like, he's like, yo, you didn't hit your results. He's like, as great, he's like, he's like, you need to learn the difference between a souffle and the meal. He's like, you go above and beyond. You did more than anybody else in both of these organizations. Um, I'm, I'm spending more time. I'm giving up Saturdays. I'm, I'm willing to fly around the whole freaking country. I'm willing to do everything everyone else is not willing to do. But all of that is a souffle. Mm. Dessert. I wasn't asked to do it. It's not required. It's not necessarily nutritious. It's delicious, <laughs> though. 
right? It looks good. It's amazing. But what do you actually need to sustain in this company? Mm. Meat, your steak, your potatoes, your veggies, you know, whatever your, your, your meal is supposed to be, you need that main meal, right? Right. And he was like, you giving me dessert, but I ain't get the main meal. So eventually, if you keep eating dessert, you get sick. If you don't never eat your actual veggies, and, 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 <laughs> right? You know, like yeah, right, right. <laughs> for every two year old watching this right now, your mom's <laughs> right. Eat your asparagus. <laughs> but it's like, so I had to, I had to be, I had to come to terms with myself and say, okay, I gotta step up. Right. I've done this before. I've had to talk about maybe not hitting the mark or not being on track and having to step up to meet to meet it. I've been under pressure before. I know how to excel in that. Let's do it. And so in a matter of a month, I achieved more results than I did in a year. And it goes wow. back to what you said. What I did over that year was like the gym. I didn't really want to do it that way. I didn't think that was the greatest way to do it. Mm-hmm. And everybody was saying, oh, we should do it this way or that way. And then I got the confidence after that Eric Thomas conference right on July 9th. And I said, no, I'm going to do it my way. If I'm going to get fire y'all gonna fire me for being miles My, good, not for good, me being fired good. for not doing what i want in a matter of one month i quadrupled our numbers that i was supposed to get right oh, like man. as far as like the people that were impacting and serving i quadrupled the numbers and i had a gradual i'm sorry a, a dramatic increase in like all of our digital communities and social increase the impact i was able to make and they're like whoa but i yes. broke every rule Exactly. Yeah. And then we created new rules so that I wouldn't be breaking rules. <laughs> did and, you did you yeah. ever have people like talking about you when you were doing that? Because you were now stepping outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm in that era right now. Yeah. So so people are now like, what is Miles doing? Like, what's happening? They're getting talked about. And they're getting talked about because they're like, that's not how we said we we're gonna do this. Like, Miles is unorthodox. Good. And I'm like, yeah. Very good. I'm unorthodox. Very, I'm aggressive, I'm passionate, and I'm going to do it my way. My man, yeah. You know, that's just... But I feel like you got to that point where you, your back was against the wall and you made a decision Yeah, to make that decision. Yeah. I feel like that's what happens for most people. There's that moment. Um, and there's that moment that comes to where it's like you're basically having a conversation with yourself. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's a fork in the road. I, I have to go... I have to keep doing this and I know where that's gonna lead. Right. Or I gotta do what I've been afraid to do. As I feel like that's what you want to end. And what you're too. afraid to do is probably what you're called to do. <sighs> Say that again. <laughs> what you're afraid to do is probably what you are called to do. And you gotta listen to your calling. I'm listening to Devon Franklin. Yep. No, Love no. that guy, right? Mm-hmm. One church, like awesome church in LA, right? And um I've been going there for like a month, so I actually really like it. And he said, uh, we have this alarm that goes off on our phone. We get a call on our phone and we ignore it, snooze it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, there's an awakening in your your spirit that when God is calling, and unfortunately, most of us press ignore or snooze. Wow. And I, and I feel like um, it's time that, like, I'm picking up the phone. What's that song? Pick up the Pick phone, baby. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> I yeah, know right. you're home, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's lit. 
It's a good song. <laughs> I actually really like it. Definitely on a playlist right now. <laughs> you me too. Me too. So, I, I started answering my calling, and I decided that like three weeks ago, right. you know, or this year, over the time. When I think about it in retrospect, but the major moment was for sure the Eric Thomas Stay Ready Conference July 9th. That was the moment I said, I'm now going to make the hard decisions that I've been afraid to make. Yeah. Right? Because it's only like what, September 10th, 11th, something like that, right? 10th, right? Um, so in the last three months, mm-hmm. I've answered the phone when God's called. Sometimes I've ignored it and I had to call right back because I was scared <laughs> in the moment, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think an example of that is I came back July 9th and I had to break up with my girlfriend July 11th. Mm. And so that was necessary because I I knew we weren't supposed to be together. I knew we feeling. weren't meant to go. The fr- like, I just, I, I absolutely knew. And well, I how long know, were you together? Uh, we were together like about seven or eight months at that point okay. officially. Um, so yeah, seven or eight months officially. And um, I just knew in my heart and the spirit. Right, so that was the first thing. Like, okay, look, I have to break up with you. And we, the thing is, we need people, to do this. I have to move right. forward. And I was like, we're not what we need spiritually for each other. But people think that's a bad thing. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not a bad. I think it's great that you recognize in your spirit that this this one isn't the right one. And it's because we're afraid of the wrong things. Yeah, we're afraid to be alone. We're afraid this might be the last chance we have at love, and that keeps us locked and held in a place that we know we're not supposed to be. I think people get comfortable and scared of having to try. Let's go back to that, back to like this effort. I have effort. to try again. I have to keep get, trying. I, get to, I have you're to get alive. to know someone new, yeah. You're gonna have to keep trying. That's how like, it's life. <laughs> right, what? right. You know, try wow, to sit man. down. No, you just sit down. <laughs> like, no one's trying to sit down. You're squatting at this point. Like, there's no such thing as <laughs> right. try. Like in Swahili, the word try doesn't exist. It doesn't even exist. It's impossible. So you could go to, to and you speak in Swahili, like someone's going to be like, translate, I'm trying to go to this place by nine o'clock. Like, so are you going or are you not are going? You gonna, simple. Is that it? That's it. And so you're calling. Step into it. And I don't know where trying came from in the English language. Like, I don't know what England was thinking, but they were like, yo, we need a, a passive aggressive way to like not do something. Not do something. Hey, can you come out today? Meet us at two o'clock? Oh, I'll try. What do you mean? Right. Are you coming or are you not coming? Because when two o'clock hits, you're either here or you're not here. And that's it. Don't yeah, tell me you're trying it. to be here. I think that the word, the, that meaning, I mean, we're not, we don't need to go into that much, but I feel like try, it meant something specific, like to practice something. Mm. I think that's what it really means. But I think over time, as you know, uh, words start to take on a new meaning as more yeah. and more people. Yeah, but no, you're right. You're right. It's a uh, dang man. That it's interesting that you say that about um, just just about like having to swing again. Yeah. So I want to know what made you decide that like. How did you decide your habits to be fulfilled? Like, how did you decide that? Like, I. I That's a good one. Well, I t- I'll say this. Um, even when there is a calling, someone's calling your phone, you still gotta decide to. Do it or not do it. Just answer. Right, <laughs> right. You right. know, so I, I think right. that's something that I'm figuring out now. 
is, you know, having power and confidence in my decisions. But I want to understand your process, you know, because um, I feel like in your fulfill yourself journey, like you said, it happened over the last 12 months and you just decided to do it. Say, you man. know, so we're on the same path. So tell yeah, me what absolutely. you're doing. So, okay. <laughs> so I got you, as you know, I have this, this, this podcast going. Right. I have Herbalife. Right. And then um, I, I, I'm a nurse. So right. I, right now I'm make I'm doing shifts. I do about three shifts a week. Okay. Um, like twelve hour shifts though, right? Yeah. You get I don't you just get used to it though. People are like oh my god, but it's like I don't know. You get used to the intensity. I think as human beings we get yeah. that. I started waking but, up earlier, uh-huh. and people were like, "Oh my god!" So like, what time do you go to sleep? I was like, "Just earlier." <laughs> right. And they're like, "What?" And then I tell people I work sixteen hour days. I'm like, "Oh my god, you work sixteen I was like, "I would be awake for sixteen hours anyways." So I'm you, just deciding to right. just not go to happy hour on Tuesday. Thank you. I'm actually Thank just going to just keep working. Thank you. Thank you. Serving. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So for for each thing, it's like yeah. okay, I know in Herbalife, I want to get here. I'm trying to get to this goal. Yeah. What do I need to do? First of all, I need to be fit. Right. I can't. I can't <laughs> preach wellness and health. And then not look the part. I have to look the part. Facts. So how? What do I need to do to look the part? Well, yeah. I need to get on my eating. I need to get on my workouts. Yeah. So there it is. So I create habits based on my goals. Uh-huh. So whatever my goal is, so what do I need to make sure that happens so I can reach that goal? You create habits to reach your goal. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a statement right there. That yeah. could have been the whole podcast right there. That's, that's a thing. <laughs> we name it that. that. Yeah, 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 man. So even if it was like, for example, when I learned trading, so I made it a habit, you know, uh, um, an hour, an hour a day. But now it's not an hour a day anymore. It's fifteen and twenty minutes. As soon as I wake up, literally, I get my computer, I open it up, I go on the thing, and I look, and I make, I do certain things, and now it becomes a habit. Uh. So it's like when you make something a habit, the results will come automatically. Yeah. But it's hard to make it a habit. Habits are very hard. That's why you have to set up structures around you to support you because I can't do it by myself. Yeah. You know, when it comes to this workout stuff, I actually don't really enjoy working out like that. <laughs> I really don't. That's crazy. I know. I really don't. But here's what You're I like do. Mister Workout. I know, man. I know. <laughs> I know man. Like if anything you, else, like <laughs> I'm telling you, people don't know behind the scenes what I got to do to stay on it, man. Yeah. Because I fall off like that. Uh, if I feel I don't need to, if I, I get to where I want to get, yeah, you ain't gonna catch me in the gym. <laughs> you will not see me in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but the thing is, I have friends that I I, have, I meet with, and I go, yo, okay, let's let's meet up at eight. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disappoint them and not be there. So guess what? I'll show up at eight. Right. So if I'm showing up with them, I have to work out. Yeah. Or you know, I used to start a class because that would make me work out. So it's it's like certain mm. things that force you to continue because. The greatest thing in life is, I think, is consistency. Like when you when you apply consistency consistency to anything in life, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. You're gonna achieve whatever you want to achieve, whatever yeah. it is. Like eating, for example, clockwork. Every Sunday, every Thursday, I go to the market. I buy meat. I buy veggies. Mm. Boom, I make it, and it's it's wow. like now everything has become a habit. So people are like, "Man, you're so fit." Well, it's like I don't I don't even think about it anymore. Right. I think that's the beauty of it is that when you get your habits to be so automated that you don't even have to think about it anymore. Yeah. Like it's just like, then you can think about other stuff. 
right? right? Like what used right. to take an hour of trading, like now it's 15, 15 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And so now you have another 40 minutes of just greatness that you can just add on to your day. Cause you're like, this is automatic. But I think people hate like, oh, this is a whole hour. This is taking forever. And then they never get good enough at it for make, to, to be able to like reduce how much time it mm -hmm. takes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and another thing too is that I think a lot of people try on so many things at once. Now there was a point in time when I did that, but um, I would say if you're gonna try on so many different things, like try to take on habits. This is what, for example, I'm gonna give a good example. So when I teach people to get healthy, to lose weight, whatever it is, okay. Number one, you eat fast food all the time. Number two, you don't work out. So I'm not gonna have you try to eat healthy and try to start working out at the same time. No. Let's start with actually getting your food right. Let's get your meals right. Okay, let's actually start with breakfast. Mm. Okay, you know, I do I do shakes for breakfast because it's easy, convenient, nutritious. So it's like, okay, make your shake every day for, for a week, seven days. Okay, right. now you're, you're done. That's a habit now, kind of. Right. It takes longer. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, okay, I got the hang of it. Right. So now you get the eating part down, you know, and, and now you feel confident. You don't think about it anymore. Okay, now I know you're going to eat well. Let's start to incorporate working out. Hmm. So it's so like you got to take on one thing at a time, whether it be in business, whether it be, you know, with whatever. And even with building this, it's a company now. You know, I, yeah. have, I have three employees. It's like, okay, well, the first thing I had to do is, even with this podcast, I had to learn how to uh, uh, make, I had to learn how to reach out to people. And then right. now I have someone else helping me out with that. Right. It's like, say this way, do it this way. Now, when I reach out, though, it's me. It's always me. When I'm always right. doing a reach out, it's me. But the correspondence yeah, yeah. is now I, have, I teach somebody else to do it. So I don't have to think about that anymore, you know? Right, yeah. It's Yeah, there's a lot to it, man. There's a lot to it. But it came from lessons, so. Yeah. It came yeah. from lessons. Those lessons are awesome. Like, I was listening to Ace Hood's album. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So he has a new album, right? It's, it's awesome. I don't know what it's called, but he has this one uh, interlude, interlude part one. Yeah. Right? He has two interludes on there, interlude part one. Um, and he has a portion where he says, you know, good thing, ha good thing happens, thank God. Bad thing happens, thank, thank God. God. And because he's like, because that's lessons. So like, as you were saying that, I'm like, yo, like it's lessons. It's lessons. like literally right there. And I think we don't. And I'm including myself in this, that we don't have a gratitude right. for our lessons, right? And, I, and, it, and it hit me because the same, there was this guy who was like in Houston with his son. Son had like, you know, a little Elmo backpack or something like that, right? News lady walks up and she's just like, oh my gosh, how horrible is this? This is awful. And mm -hmm. look at the storm and like, did you lose everything too? He's like, man, we lost everything. We don't have anything. Just my son's backpack and what he can get. And, that's it, right? But he was like, thank God. Thank God for this experience. Because I got my son. Who wow. cares about that wow. house? Right. I could build another house. I can go get a blueprint. You know what right I'm saying? Now, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. Ain't no blueprint for this son, though. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, thank God. And I was like, wow. Like, you literally are going through what America thinks is the worst thing that probably could happen this year besides Trump. Right. <laughs> and you are, like, actually, like, still thankful. Right. Because you recognize that you need that experience. You recognize that you need that lesson. You recognize that there's value and that there's still opportunity. There's still something to grow from. And I think that's just like awesome um, to hear from people, because a lot of people, I think, are just very negative. Yeah. I, I started putting so much positivity on my Instagram because of all the negativity that was on my timeline. 
Seriously, man. That people are like black, educated, and petty. And it's like, it's funny. And so it's like serious. You realize that people never really say positive things. And it's the same people who are complaining about life, same people who are unsatisfied with life, mm-hmm. same people complaining and putting off all their reasons for not succeeding on someone else. And I caught myself in that loop. Mm-hmm. I catch myself in that loop consistently. Mm-hmm. That's a daily fight. Right. You know? So I really think that's um it's important that people stay fulfilled. I love how you're talking about building the habits, but building it step by step. Yeah. Because I was Mr. Trying to do it all. Yeah. And so you actually just confirmed a, a life decision that I made oh, like cool. three weeks ago. Or no, I'm sorry, like two months ago. You know, where um like I, I stopped selling my books in person. Right. I stopped. Uh, I used to have these sophisticated ratchet shirts. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I used to see that. <laughs> and I was selling sophisticated ratchet shirts, true religion jeans, books, all up my trunk of my uh, of my car. Felt super dope. Pull up, pop up in the truck. You know what I'm Hustling. saying? Like, and just like I had to uh, show you and send you the video of like me opening my trunk, selling these shirts. Like I saw the shirt wow. on my back. I felt so great as a hustler. And then like, and then I'm like. Um, working at Leaders Up during the day, still working at DOWTF at night, and I was like, man, I'm burnt out. Whew. Too much at one time. And I said, you know what? I can set these systems up. My yep. book is on Amazon. You really want it? Buy it from Amazon. Nice. Very good. <laughs> right? Boom. I was like, the t-shirts. I was like, the t-shirts are awesome. The ROI is pretty low. It's more like a, a thing. You know what? I'll take time to make my own clothes sometimes, and I'll rock that. Cool. Um, but I don't need to always have my shirts on me trying to sell those, right? Like that's not where, that's not the best way for me to serve, right? My best service was writing the book, I'm gonna let it do its thing, Yeah. right? My best service um, was not selling true religion jeans. <laughs> like <laughs> I have so many other skills and, and lessons Absolutely. to learn. Yeah. Um, so then I said, I'm gonna focus on Leaders Up, I'm gonna focus on DLWTF. It also took that conversation them saying, you didn't hit your results. So I'm like, well, I'm a result getter. Let's so go. It's the last time you'll ever have this conversation with me. <laughs> <laughs> and after I stopped blaming them, you needed I changed to hear that, my though. habits. I, oh, for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm like, uh, I, I think I have a, um, I'm like, I'm like Russell Westbrook in the sense <laughs> yeah. that like, I feel like he finds like fake reasons to be mad and he holds it on, holds on to it the whole game. And so but I he know. he does that on purpose. He does it on purpose. Yeah. Cause he knows he plays better in anger. Right. And so. When Corey was like, yo, Miles, you didn't hit your results. Cause he's like my direct leader. And, and, and I'm like, okay. I got mad at Corey for like a week. And then after that, I started reflecting and thinking like, okay, this is just me. I didn't get my results. You're right. You're right. It's like, it's a numbers game. Like, look at the tracker. Right, <laughs> right. It's right there. And um, I said, what's the best thing that I can do? How can I handle the situation with love? And the best thing to do is to keep my promise and go get my results which is just asking me to be my best me, which is serve other people mm-hmm. and help them navigate their own educational journey to help manifest their destiny. And I was like, that's it. Right. Know who you're becoming. Be yourself. Do it your way. It's the best way. It's the way you're supposed to. And if it leads to a roadblock, it leads to a major failure in life, then that's a lesson that you needed for you to be prepared for when it really counts. <sighs> Good thing happened. Thank God. Bad thing happened? Thank, Thank God. Because that's lessons. Man. Ace Hood. <laughs> Ace Hood. Hip hop lessons, yo. Yo, yeah. man. And he, I, I, I didn't know this until the album, but he's actually DJ Khaled's like mentee. 
like he was signed to DJ Khaled's like record label. I didn't somehow, know that. Somehow. Yeah, I didn't know it either until he talked about it on, on like one of the interludes, how he like broke away from We The Best. Right, and I was like, well, I only know one person that says we the best. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's so you DJ know what you're Khaled. talking about, exactly. And DJ Khaled is a super motivational guy. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting when he went viral for Snapchat being lost on a jacuzzi, because <laughs> or uh, the jet ski. <laughs> He's lost on a jet ski coming from Rick Ross's house in Miami to his own house. Just terrible. I saw an interview that he did like last week on that, and he said all he was doing was talking to himself, trying to keep himself motivated and focused. Right, so. They don't want you to win. They don't want you to succeed. He says, there's a day in his head that he's thinking of. But everybody took it and ran it and added yeah. their own there. So by being himself and getting himself prepared and having the mindset to fulfill himself, he actually fulfilled millions of people along the process. And I think that's the key. That's I the key. That's the secret to success. That by preparing yourself to be your best and letting the world see a portion of that story or or, or, or how much of that story that you want to show, your story, your life, that's how you impact the world. Right, right. At the same time right now, you're learning, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm learning. We're having a conversation. Yep. We're recapping. Yep. Like, there's cameras and everything, but this is just like homeboys, like, just catching up. Just catching up. Just <laughs> On catching camera. Up. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, we know our value to our lives, right? We're going to leave this, this more fulfilled. And then millions of people will be able to watch and listen to it. And they might get fulfilled too, or they might know how to fulfill themselves. Mm-hmm. Like you can have this combo, people. You can do this. Right. You can sit down with your friends and have this conversation. And if you can't, you know, uh, maybe you should change your top five. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something Eric Thomas taught me too. He's like, "Who's in your top five? Right. Who are you hanging out with all the time?" Right, and. Uh, I remember I got a, a text. It was from my girlfriend at the time. And it was like a very salty text. Like, yeah, you ever feel like you could sense someone's energy through a text sometimes? Mm-hmm. Like, ah, like, mm, like you're mad about something. Like, I can tell how you're texting. Like, I can, like, there's a, it's, it's a, it's an interesting body language to texting. Right. Right. And uh, she sent me a, a, a text that said, like, mm, like, I'm not really happy right now. And then that moment, Eric Thomas was like, who do you need to cut out your top five? I had just written her down. She was number one in the top five. Ooh. Eric Thomas says, who do you need to cut out your top five? Z-Z-Z. Oh. <laughs> I guess I got to. I knew you know, it. You know. I knew it instantly. You know. Um, but they talked a lot about, like, discipline. And I think that was, that's, that's what also huge and i think if you're talking about that too these habits are disciplines right self-control right and a lot of people just don't want to parent themselves nope <laughs> right and have yeah. that discipline well yeah that's that's that dis- discipline with enough discipline man, you can do you can achieve anything you want but that's the hard part though it's it's not easy to be disciplined man. it's not but it's rewarding discipline is how you achieve right that's yeah. how you achieve. So yeah, I think it's worth it. Yeah, you know what's um, what's one of your biggest disciplines? Mine. That's not. It's a more of a mental. Like it's I, not, it's like nothing, there's nothing physical about the what to answer that. Really. It's like for me, it's nothing uh, physical. Cause I thought you were gonna say like, oh, my shake, my morning shake again. Like yeah, actually, uh, but know? but I would where's say where's the even, mental part of that though? Even beyond though, it's it's even beyond that. I would say for me, the, uh, 
my biggest discipline is uh, my mental talk. Like, like what I mm -hmm. tell myself and how I talk to myself in every situation, especially the so, bad ones. So how do you talk to yourself? I'm, We're not here. I'm, it's you. It's just some, me and myself, some right? Some catastrophic just happened. You right, know? right. I'm my biggest cheerleader. No matter what, I'm my best friend. I'm my own best uh, friend. I'm my biggest cheerleader. Um, and it it even happens when I'm going through a workout. You know, I do I do CrossFit. So it's like when you first starting to work out, it's I'm like it's cool. By the time you get to the middle, you don't. I don't think I can finish the workout. And this happens every day. I do it right. But it's like Val. You know, this is the type of stuff I say. I say Val, you chose this life, man. It's all good. You'll get it. You chose wow. this life. This is what you chose. This is what you chose. I always tell myself that, right? Or if even if it's, you know, I didn't tell this much in the story, but 12 months ago, you know, I went from having what I would call really successful to being dead broke. Like, wow. you know, um, and I remember telling myself, it's all good, man. This is temporary. Look, let's just do what we got to do and take control of what we need to. So that I'm, I'm my own counselor, my own coach, my own cheerleader, my own supporter, my wow. own confidant. Wow. And I think that if people can develop that kind of self-talk, they can, they can not only can they get through any situation, that's number one, but number two, they'll find success in anything they're doing. Before this right here, yeah. I was mad nervous. Nervous. <laughs> Every single thing that we do, especially this video stuff, I mean, I've done video, but and I've done public speaking, but man, this is new to me. Yeah, yeah. So literally, we're sitting down, we're about to mic up, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling myself... Enjoy the ride, man. Enjoy the ride. I was like, yeah. well, we'll see what happens. Enjoy the ride. Right. You know? Yeah. And people are so quick to beat themselves up. Man. You know, they're getting ready for work. Oh, I left the keys at the house. Oh, well, I'm, I'm so stupid. Why could I do? People tell themselves stuff like that. Yeah. Not me, man. Every and, word matters, too. Yeah. So that, and I, I believe it takes discipline um, to have that kind of talk. Yeah. And, and when did you start that? Like, when did you start to take control of your self-talk or like yourself, like yourself coaching, confidant, best friend? Um, I think I think it started young. Um, it started young for me. And I, I, I really am thankful for my dad because my dad, I think my dad was an example of, 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 of having, of someone who has positive self-talk because I would see him go through things, right? Mm -hmm. And then he'd explain it to us what he's going through. But then you look at him and you like, I mean, but you seem to be smiling through it. You seem yeah, to yeah. find the humor in whatever it is. Right. Like he always finds the humor. It might be the suckiest situation. Yeah. But he'd be like, hey, well, at least I have my legs and my two feet or something. Like he'll he'll say something and laugh about it. Yeah. But he'll go through it. So I was like, man, if he's gonna be like that, then that's how I'm gonna be. Right. You know, but there are parts, there are times when in my business or, or in life, in relationships where that has, you know, I've, I've been less disciplined and I've gotten caught up into the negative self-talk. Yeah. And it takes discipline to build that back up. It takes, you got to, you know, it's like that confidence. You got to rebuild confidence. Um, and, and I think that comes from when I rebuild confidence is because I focused on the things that I can control and just worked on that every day. Worked on it every day. And I feel like over and over, over time, I rebuilt, I've rebuilt the way I talk to myself. Mm. But it definitely started from a young age. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I think like a lot of times, you know, having that example 
like really, really matters, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think about that. Like, you gotta have that example. It's awesome when it's your dad, cause like, oh, okay, I look like you, so I should act like you. I should talk like <laughs> right, you, like, right. you're just automatic, you know? <laughs> right. You don't even have to think it, it just happens. Nope. And so, I think that's great. I think that's really great. And I really, um, I really think about that um, sometimes, like um, about my self-talk and like how, like I am at the same time, the, one of the most confident people that I know, I'm also one of the most insecure people that mm-hmm, I know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, everyone feels like that. Yeah, we know? all have um, it, yeah. You have both sides. You just gotta choose one. We definitely have, yeah. Right, and I think, like everything's daily. Like I think we were talking about before, like you have to choose to be a husband every day. You have to choose to be who you are every day. You have to choose to work out every day. Like you have to choose to do this stuff. And we have to choose to speak positively to ourselves every single day and get that mindset right. Yeah, I think that's something that I'm good at for others, but I'm learning to do it for myself now. Right, right. Yeah, because I'm a people pleaser. So I've been trying to people please my whole life. And I felt like Tell <laughs> in the last month, I finally have gotten to a place where I'm like, I'm doing this for me. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what's best for me. Mm-hmm. I am actually going to talk positively to myself and be who I want to be. I want to be me. I want right. to be the greatest Miles Rashad Goodlow on the earth of the planet. Right, right, right. And I got to be positive to do that. I got to like positively talk to myself because I was down after the results too. Like when I didn't hit my, my my results for like Leaders Up or DOWTF, and I'm like, man, I suck. I'm whack. Mm-hmm. I'm horrible, you know. And so I got mad at them, then I got mad at myself, and then everybody noticed my energy shifted, and then people didn't want to be around me. This is all happening like in a week too. Like for some reason, I feel like everything in my life manifests pretty quickly. So. <laughs> Hey, so, I think it's a good thing, man. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. And so it was just like really interesting seeing that um, and recognizing that like, yeah, like I'm talking myself down right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I was listening to um, to to songs that were sad. Like I just oh, made man. everything. Like, is so this song- you just you just swimming in the puddle, just. You just in there, just chill. I just, just want to die. Just, I, I just like, and I listened to a song that said that, you know? Yeah. And then I started like being critical and I was like, what? And yeah. and I was, uh, it was funny, I was making a joke yesterday. I was hanging out with my, uh, my homegirl, Cherie. So she was singing this song. She was like, place me to that edge. All my friends yeah. are dead. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like that song. <laughs> she was just like, what? How can you not? It's so like fun. And I'm like, all my friends are dead. Right. Push me to the edge. I like sound like a suicide. Yeah, song. yeah, that's what it sounds like to me I too. Just, it's gonna be really hard for me to get excited about this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was not on my radar, and um, I think controlling what I want to hear and what I want to listen to on a consistent daily basis is something that has been my advantage. I think over like the last few years, and has intentionally been my advantage this year, and what I call my transformation year. Like, man. This is it. I decided this year. I feel it's, like, dude, I feel like we we could, we're just spitting knowledge right now. This is nuts. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. We could, we could literally keep going too. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, so many different topics to just like I, talk yeah. about. 
Like, uh, and I've written about a lot of this, like in my in my in my book. And I think one thing that I realized after I wrote my book was the action that needs to go behind this, mm. right? Because this was about mastering college and what it takes. And the same thing it takes to master's life in college. It's the same thing it takes to master life. Period. And I think we graduate college and we try to find ourselves, create ourselves, and no longer do we have a structure of discipline that's provided for us. We right. have to provide it all for ourselves. And um, it really comes down to like, that's why I think self-education matters, because it's also about understanding who you are. So you understand who to be and you can just step into that. Right. And I think what I've realized is that when I wrote the book, I thought I had a conclusive idea. I thought that was it. Like, bow, uh, we're done. This is all this is you it. need to do. This is all you will ever be. And then uh, I woke up the next day and the book was done. <laughs> right? And then and what? I woke up another day and the book was already done two days ago. And then here we are, almost a year now. I published a book December 12th, um, 2016. So we're coming up on December in like three or four months mm -hmm. from now. And. Um, I'm like, wow, like I can't live off of, you know, what I've what I've done. I have to continue to be and be in the present. Now like, a lot of us get stuck in the past or the future, but your watch should just say now, 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 now. It is now 30. Now o'clock. 15 past right. now. <laughs> Which is now. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. And I think Dang. when we start living in the now. To create the future that we want, right? But we push postpone, we postpone our dreams, thinking it takes so much longer to get there. Um, and if you realize that everything that you're visualizing in your head, everything that you imagine in your head can happen right now. And there's a version of that. Man, man, I look, we keep going, but we can't. Yeah, actually. <laughs> we got, I gotta yeah. have you okay. So here's we gotta have you on 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 one in the future. And then I know we'll we'll have it all, we'll, we'll have a lot more. Uh, better together. But anyways, yeah. in closing, um, how do we find you? Oh, man. Uh, how do we find you? Yeah. So I'm on um, Instagram, <laughs> Miles R. Goodlow. Like, it's just my name. So good, L-O-E. Good, L-O-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So M-I-L-E-S-R-G-O-O-D-L-O-E. Uh, Miles Goodlow. Miles R. Goodlow on Instagram. Miles R. Goodlow on Twitter. Uh, milesrgoodlow at gmail.com. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I, uh, I just got a milesrgoodlow.com, but it's not built out yet. So, so I don't know when it launches, when it happens and everything, but I'm working on it, people. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be there for sure by 2018. Good, Until good, then, good. hit me up on IG. Good, so and, IG. Uh, you can get my book on Amazon. Um, so just type in self-education, and my book is usually one of the top five responses on Amazon for self-education. Um, That's smart. You did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So self-education is great in higher education, guys. Um, I'm I'm just, dude, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud yeah, of you, man. You. I just remember our college days, and it's just cool to see the, the, the just the ways we've gone yeah. and how far we've come. Well, yeah. we'll we'll save this combo to the next time we, uh, to we do To the next this. round. But yeah. we definitely got to have a next time. Thank you very much, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Wow, that was incredible. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I know that I did. You know, we, we actually talked way more uh, beyond that point, but, you know, we have to cut it for the purpose of the episode. So once again, um, let me know how you think, what you think about this episode um, by visiting thinkalpha.net 
forward slash zero six. And by the way, you can grab the show notes there just, uh, you know, to see everything, the summary of what we talked about, as well as uh, some of the resources that we mentioned in the episode, as well as how to get in touch with Miles. You know, that's a really, really good dude. And I'm just very proud of what he's doing. So and another thing is to make sure you subscribe. All right. So make sure you go to thinkalpha.net forward slash iTunes, um, subscribe, and please leave a review. It means a whole lot. You know, it really makes a difference. So on that note, guys, let's get it. Make some things happen. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.